here we are again, episode 6, it's been nothing but fun so far, and uh, yeah, we're not going to do a cold open, so that's not where this is going, I'm just saying that to state some facts, <laughs> here we go. Like, hey, hey! so are the games of our lives, this is for you, these are the games of our lives. That's right, it's a Diddy Kong Racing episode. Super Mario and Pokemon and all the games that took us to another place and made us wanna keep playing all night. These are the games of our lives. Welcome to the Games of Our Lives podcast. My name is Bill with always Tony. We are so excited to talk about Diddy Kong Racing later today. It is just a fantastic game that is near and dear to both of our hearts. Uh, I, you guys might have noticed last episode, by the way, we have a little bit of a new intro jingle, and we can credit that directly to the man, the myth, the legend, Tony. Thank you so much for, for coming up with uh, a certified banger. <laughs> Thank you so much. And thank you, all of the listeners, for, you know, spending a couple of your grains of sand with us, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, you know, we're very grateful to everybody who's been listening and supportive of the show so far. Uh, just recently, we did have the show added to Apple, and I think that's been a huge boon for the show. We would love it if you are on an Apple device and are listening through iTunes Music or uh, Apple podcasts if you could leave a five-star review and a little uh a little review a little quote review that would be instrumental to helping out the show and we would appreciate it so much only give us five stars if you really mean it though we don't want any lies here it's nothing but truth here if you think it's only three but i mean come on no one's gonna think that it's obviously higher than that but maybe by some stretch you think it's only a four but you know Give us a five. Let us know what you think. And we really appreciate it. Well, why don't we hop right into the news? I got a couple of uh, couple of pretty dope stories going on this week. First and foremost, this is some big news for the Nintendo Switch and just gaming in general. It looks like Rockstar is going to be remastering the original 3D trilogy of uh, Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And it looks like it's coming to the Switch and a few other platforms. It's pretty cool. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, that's, that's a big deal. You know, I always found it funny that some GTA games make Nintendo platforms, you know, just like, uh, or devices. Either one, like Chinatown Wars. You can't put a game like that on, like, that's the same system that, like, is Nintendo DS. Like, what? How is that getting on there, you know? You know, this is a weird one for me because the first GTA I played was GTA 5. So, like, I have to say, like, that has to be the best one, right? Like, in terms of games getting better over time, like, it really, to me, I'm like, all right, it's just a masterpiece. One of the best games ever made ever, I think. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, GTA 5, it's, you know, it's everywhere. You can you can get it everywhere. It's, it's such a widely beloved game. And if you haven't, I think it's, it might be worth taking a look at the the game that its roots start in these other three games. I think it's a uh, a huge deal that these 3D Grand Theft Auto games are coming to the Switch because never in a million years did I think that a 3D Grand Theft Auto would find its way to a Nintendo system. 
and I think it's kind of a cool move that Nintendo is kind of branching out here and saying like, you know what? Let's have these games on the Switch. Why not? I dig it. I dig it that they're doing that and they're, uh, you know, quick smash ultimate reference for everything they're doing. They really are reaching out and, and trying new things and is it too soon for a tip of the hat? I mean, we're like a minute in. Hey, let's, you know what? I'm with you on this one. Tip of the hat to to Nintendo and Rockstar for combining Nintendo and Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Second that. While we're on Grand Theft Auto, just might as well point it out because it is right attached to the news here. Grand Theft Auto Five, the game that you clearly love, and I'm a big fan myself. Uh, is rumored to be having a 4K 60 FPS release for the PlayStation 5, and I think that's insane. It's, it's definitely insane. I mean, most of the time I'm tired of, like, so many remakes, and this game has been out since 360 and PS3, so another one, it's like, wow, two full consoles, like, later, and you're still, you know, but PS4 was so much better i feel like you know graphic wise and everything than ps3 and and if ps5 is as powerful as you know if it could handle that that's just of course i want to play that game that way you know it's gonna be insane it already is how how is it possible it's gonna be 4k that's crazy 60 fps it's gonna be a totally different experience it 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 might even feel like a just a totally brand new game with with those specs attached to it i'm really excited as as a playstation owner i'm like super pumped i think you should be i don't think this is another one of those annoying remakes i think this is really and you know what you're getting with gta 5 so putting you know those two things together it's like if you want any game to be 4k like that it's you know what you're getting with gta you're not going to be let down exactly exactly uh moving on to another nintendo event just a heads up august 18th there's going to be a Pokemon Presents. I believe that's a Wednesday, August 18th. And it's going to be at 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 a.m. Pacific. It's going to be basically like a Nintendo Direct that covers the upcoming Gen 4 remakes. Uh, Brilliant. Is it Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl? Rusty Pearl and... Dingy Diamond. Yeah, Beauty Diminishing Over Time Platinum. And then they're also going to be talking about Legends of... Uh, Arceus. Still having a hard time calling him Arceus, but I'll Me do it. Me too! <laughs> Just wanted to say that. It's crazy that it's the only Pokemon name that had an original name and pronunciation that was retconned. Yeah. Because it used to be Arceus. Like, that used to be his name. And they Nintendo decided to change the pronunciation to Arceus because it sounded too much like Arse, which is a, uh, a British no-no word. Oh, yeah, after they, they moved the whole Gala region to, like, Britain, now they're trying to win the, the Brits over, and they're just going to start throwing arse around. Can't have that. Can't, I yeah, definitely can't have that, and I say that really not understanding how <laughs> bad that word is at all. You could say it's, like, the equivalent of ass, right? We could, Nintendo can't. Right, right. Are there any Pokemon with ass in the name? Um, no, I, I can't really think of one. L- Lapras? Lap or ass. There you yeah. go. First 150 Pokemon. 151 got to include wow. you. Ass. That took me 10 seconds to come up with. But Arse. I'm, I'm calling him Arceus forever. I don't care. And, and on the topic of that, 
English language, I have to ask the people this because I've asked a lot of individual people this, and I guess I could yeah. ask you this, although I feel like I probably already have. G-I-B-L-E. How would you pronounce that? It's pronounced Gible. <laughs> no, I would call it Gibble. Gibble. I pronounce I pronounce the Pokemon that eventually evolves into Garchomp. I call that little sweet baby shark boy Gibble. Dude, I can't get I can't understand that. Like to me that but I see both sides, so I guess yeah. I do understand, but like in my head it's It's the it's, lack of a double B. Thank right? you. But but here's the thing, here's the thing, right? So in my head, Gible, that's how it's always been. I've I've heard one person call it Ghibli, which I thought was like absolutely pretty much just calling that, it like that's like the Ghibli. equivalent of calling Super Smash Brothers Melee Melee. Like yeah. you're just you're you're trying to be wrong for the sake of being a contrarian. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and English language R I F L E. That's rifle, right? You're rifling. You're rifle. trifling. You're something. I'm not a rapper. Stifling. Sure. Stiflin, wow, that's that's a real that's a two dollar word actually. Um but hey. then but then T R I P L E, that's triple. So like the the It ain't triple. It's not you're not tripling. So you know, I, I So wag of the, the finger, finger? <laughs> <laughs> That's not edited, that's literally just happened. <laughs> wag of the finger to the English language and tip of the hat to to us being on the same page. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty pumped for those Pokemon Presents. We'll talk about it next week, I'm sure, uh, when we have nothing but complaints about <laughs> remakes of some of our favorite games and the fact that it looks like Legends of uh, Arceus has graphics from the Nintendo 64. <laughs> Tune in for that next that week. That is 100% what it's going to be. Sorry, I got to cut you off. That's 100%. That's already what I was going to say. If you, if I didn't get into the whole gibble jibble bubble like talk, it was going to be, yeah, I'm not really too excited for these games. So a little foreshadowing or a little spoiler rather for next week. Expect pessimism. We'll have a nice little conversation about it for sure. The last uh, piece of news that I want to talk about with you is the fact that a video game that is probably more near and dear to your heart than most other games, Mario Kart 64, the speed running community is, there's a lot going on right now because one man, Daniel Burbank, officially owns all 32, at the time of this recording at least, records in uh, Mario Kart 64 time trials. That is best lap and best three lap, no shortcuts, for every single track in the game. One man. Tip of the hat. I mean, tip of the hat. Like, to, to, to own 32 records in Mario Kart 64, that's absolutely wild. The only other person that's come close to that is this uh, Mario Kart 64 racer, Matthias Rustemeyer, who topped out at 31 out of 32 records. And there's a whole video on it from this YouTuber named Summoning Salt. Here's an early recommendation of the week here. Check out Summoning Salt. His videos are just absolutely fantastic. He chronicles speedrun records and, like, different things that happen through the communities over time. There was basically, like, a whole controversy attached to this 32 records right now. Tony, why don't you explain what happened? Well, that was Summoning Salt, definitely recommend that. I love their videos a lot or his or hers videos i'm not sure who was in charge of that but yeah great videos basically what happened was one of these players was 
obtaining world records. He was uh, getting like footage of, of him breaking world records, but then he wasn't submitting them. He was kind of hoarding all of them until he, I, I think he had like 15 or 7, I think he said it was 17 that he just basically like submitted and released all at once. And uh, I guess it's not an illegal thing to do in like speed running, but it is frowned upon. It's is the gist that I'm getting. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that that's uh, that was wrong for him to to do that to hoard all those world records and big? Oh, by the way, no one knew about this, so you couldn't work on them. But you know, they they could still work on them. But if there's uh, something else that he's trying to get that might have everyone else's attention, then he's just. But at the same time, you gotta be pretty damn good to be getting all these records. Like you're putting some work in, or you have a gift, probably both, and you're just it has util- to be both. Yeah, and you're just utilizing that. You know, practice is the best teacher. But like, I don't know. Can anyone do like you and I? Just can't be LeBron James. Like that's just not in our DNA. You know what I mean? That's just right. Least, we don't. I we don't have the physical ability or the. Like, we could put in 10,000 hours, and LeBron will still just absolutely murder us exactly. 100% of the time. But, like, as far as whether I think it was weird or, like, you know, unsportsmanlike to kind of hold your records close to your chest, I think if this was any other game but Mario Kart 64, it wouldn't even be a news story. <laughs> I think because of the publicity from Summoning Salt... The uh, notoriety that Matthias Rustmeyer had for obtaining 31 of the 32 and how basically the entire Mario Kart community banded together to try to defeat Rustmeyer and not allow him to get 32 of 32 records. And then, you know, on the other end, celebrating Burbank's achievement of getting all 32. I think it's it, it's really it's it's weird. Like, I, I feel like it's an unwritten rule that a lot of these guys just like post as they achieve records and stuff while he didn't violate any legal terms he definitely violated the feelings of some people and you don't get to choose how people interpret you know what you do like you just have to accept that people are going to interpret it the way they're going to interpret it and you know if the general consensus is saying like you know you should you know should post as you achieve these records and that's kind of like been how it has been like the entire time. I can definitely see how people would be pretty salty over something like this. But at the end of the day, I mean, he did legitimately get the record, so you still can't take that away from him. You know, I get why he did it it's because he didn't want the whole community out to get him basically as he was picking up these records. You you learn from other people's mistakes and then you you kind of go from there, and I think that's what happened here. I don't think it was an intentional slight at Rustemeyer, but I do think that, you know, I, I understand why people are upset. I don't think I could have said it better. Um, and for the record, anything that LeBron could do to me in basketball, I could give back to him in Mario Kart. Guaranteed, just saying. Now, I also agree with everything you said, and... Uh, yeah, I think Rustemeyer just got the short end of the stick with this one, you know. It's just a... Right. It very easily could have gone the other way. Yeah, it's just not... You know, because I forgot that everyone, when he was on, you know, the 32nd world record trying to solidify, you know, the 100%, which is absurd to that, even have that 31. That Moomoo Farm single lap, I tell you. Oh, just to have all those is so ridiculous. It, to be that close is... It's, 
you know, even that close is so ridiculous. And uh, the fact that they tried so hard to not let him get that and they succeeded or, you know, he didn't succeed or however you want to look at it, half empty, half full kind of thing. But I don't know, like you want to be the best, right? Like I want if you but you got to earn that. And I've learned that in so many things, like, if you really, and you're talking about Mario Kart 64, like, you want to be the best at that, people love that game, people cherish that game, and they go real hard in that game, so they're not just going to let someone come get it, even if they are 31, 30 seconds, you know, like, they're just... They're like, no, we're going to fight for it. We're not going to just give this to you. And I think that's rightfully so. And I also would have liked to see him get it, even though that makes me feel like garbage for not being able to come close to any of those. And I played that game for thousands of hours, probably. But, like, then this kid just, like, finds a little loophole in the system. And it's just like, I am also this good. All credit there, tip of the hat to how good he is. But he finds a loophole. He doesn't let the same thing happen to him that happened to... Matthias and then he's just like up I did it and they're just like but we nope I already did it it's done I am the the champion I don't know if that should make Rustemeyer quit you know but I I definitely (laughs) could see why I'd be like I understand why he'd be upset (laughs) give me a damn break (laughs) like literally I was just victimized a year ago or a couple years ago and now this guy basically just pulls a one over on the whole community and is like, like I said, if it happened in any other speedrunning community outside of Mario Kart 64, this is a non-story. Straight up. Like, yeah. I, I really believe that. I could, I can get on board with that. But because of who is involved, I, it, it absolutely, you, you do feel a little bad for Rustemeyer. You're like, you gotta, you gotta a little bit. But what are your guys' thoughts? Uh, if you're on YouTube, let us know in the comments section. We are on YouTube at Games of Our Pod, so feel free to check that out if you haven't already. It's time to get into the main course of today's delicious, delectable menu here. (laughs) We're talking about a game that absolutely is a rival to Mario Kart 64. Absolutely insane that these games came out only six months apart and Nintendo said, yeah, no, this is good. Today we're talking about Diddy Kong Racing, which, in my opinion, might be a better game than Mario Kart 64. But, Tony, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, Ah, Noises. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) When you told me that, probably a week or so ago, when we were talking about what should the next episode be, and I don't want to take any credit, but I suggested Shovel Knight because I was looking over my games. I'm like, Bill loves Shovel Knight. I know he does, and I love it so much. Perfect game. And then I was going through my games again. I was like, all right, what next, what next? Even though we both pick. But I was just coming up with suggestions, and I was like, oh, I know how much Bill loves Diddy Kong Racing. He was all on board for it. And then he told me that he thinks it might be better than Mario Kart 64, to which I probably snickered a lot. But I don't really remember. But I definitely disagreed. And then all week, even today, mostly today, I found myself just thinking about him saying that. And and this is blasphemy at its finest. Mario Kart 64 is in my top 10 automatic, maybe top 5 favorite games ever made. I love that game. Can't express that enough. With that being said, I think it's a respectable opinion to say that Diddy Kong Racing is just as good, if not better, 
for just so many reasons, I think it has a valid argument. If you're talking about Mario Kart 64 is basically all mechanics. It's all in the racing. And I think Mario Kart's actual mechanics and gameplay are slightly better, if not like a, a, a pretty moderate amount better than Diddy Kong Racing, but not a crazy amount better. Diddy Kongs are not bad by any means, and Diddy Kong has a ton of other stuff in it that Mario Kart doesn't have, and I really would rather you talk about it from here on out because I know how much, you know, we had a... a Mario Kart episode. This is uh, this is your time to shine, my friend. <laughs> Diddy Kong Racing, which was the first game that I ever owned for the Nintendo 64. Uh, it was a holiday release for 1997. It was actually Nintendo's holiday release for 1997. Uh, Nintendo didn't have a, a first-party title to come out for that window of time. The only other games that did come out in that time, believe it or not, are uh, actually Mischief Makers and one of your favorites, Little Bomberman. Mm. For for the Nintendo 64 also came out in that window, but they were technically third party titles. Diddy Kong Racing got like the the primo promotion during that window, and this game came out about six months or so after Mario Kart 64, and the featured character was Diddy Kong, who at the time of this game coming out is the only recognizable character in the game. The cast of the characters in the game, which by the way was made by Rare. And if you are familiar with Rare and what they did for the Nintendo company during the Nintendo 64 era, you might say that, honestly, it was one of the best partnerships in gaming history with just, like, how good their Rare's games just consistently were for the Nintendo 64. We're talking Perfect Dark. We're talking GoldenEye. We're talking Banjo-Kazooie. We're talking Conker's Bad Fur Day. We're talking uh, Jet Force Gemini. And we're talking Diddy Kong Racing. Now, Diddy Kong Racing also has Banjo from Banjo-Kazooie. It also has Conker from Conker's Bad Fur Day. And a handful of other characters that are just one-offs for this game. It, this is a standard racing game. It's a kart racer, just like Mario Kart 64. You play as one of ten characters, and you can race around these different areas. But the thing that separates it right off the bat is that there are different vehicle modes in this game. You can race in a a traditional go-kart but they also have a hovercraft and an airplane which kind of adds nuance to each level not only are there different vehicles there's also an adventure mode where you can have a single-player campaign and instead of just worrying about you know coming first in a like set of four races and being awarded a trophy which does exist in this game you can collect what's called uh, golden bananas or golden balloons rather I'm sorry <laughs> and for winning each race and you can end up racing against bosses you go to outer space there's a borderline racist elephant that helps you out <laughs> it's the, the the game is just there's so much going on that my seven-year-old brain just sucked all of it in and was just enamored with just how epic this adventure was yeah no i love this game so much i love it i love it so much it is it is like where mario kart is for you it is diddy kong is for me it's like a top 10 guaranteed like cusping on five favorite games of all time and i never had mario kart 64 growing up this was this is basically like the the sega versus super nintendo it was you were either a diddy kong kid or a mario kart kid and this is where i ended up on it all right well no need to be alarmed 
I'm very thankful for this. This is not in any braggy sort of way, but I actually had both, and they were both amazing. And it wasn't until I was like 20 years old when I was like not anxious and weird about playing single player games. I was like, I gotta just go back and and play these games. And I did. I played Diddy Kong Racing, and I literally put hours into trying to beat that game and I would get so angry and so frustrated but to me I don't want this to be taken out of context but when it comes to video games I notice that when I get mad at games it's really only because I care about them like I try never to get mad at anything and if there's a game that I put in and I don't like it instantly I just turn it off I'm like all right, I don't care about this but if I'm playing a game where I actually care about how I'm doing even if I don't realize that but then I get upset with the game I'm like I clearly have some um attachment to this I must be enjoying it or wanting to you know excel in it to some extent because I I have emotions towards it and I got real friggin mad at that game because I just wanted to beat it and it's real hard and it is just everything you said you know the overworld you're playing in this adventure mode and it's being able to drive around to like go to the different locations um granted it's not like you know a thousandth size of like gta 5's map you know but like it's still just like this really cool little creation and it's a really nice addition to the game and and course for course like the courses are good, and I don't think there's anything better than Mario Kart courses, but the courses are still very strong. They're very fun and well-designed. You know, the power-ups in the game are, are really unique and different from Mario in the sense that you can get, you know, multiple of the same color item box because they're uh, differentiated by color, and then they actually yeah, get... you can stack them. Yeah, and they get powered up even harder, so you could get, like, a couple quick shots, or you could wait to get, like, a really good... Or you could wait to get three in a row and get something, like, really, really good, you know? So it's, it's definitely a... It's a great game, you know? I, I love it so much, and, and you know, the, the music's good, the adventure mode is good. There's so much more to it. Like, the characters are good. I'm trying to think. I actually have notes, but I'm not looking at them. Well, I probably should be. Oh, yeah, there's a storyline. There's no storyline in Mario Kart. You're just, it's just Mario Nana Land. You just wake up, uh, we're racing today, like we're always up to something. But no, here, there's a big bad pig, and he's trying to conquer your island. He's, I don't know, he's up to something, and you're just like, in the boss battles and then you're trying to ultimately beat the really bad boss and then you got Taj and every time you bump into him it's like the intro of the show all over again and 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 the the gravy the icing is that on top of all that stuff that's really good you can also just like use a hoverboard or an airplane on these maps which is like insane to me and I know I'm repeating a lot of what you already said but it's if you're a Mario Kart fan and someone I don't walk around asking questions like this or seeing like these kinds of conversations happen but in my head I feel like a lot of people would say that Diddy Kong Racing is better like or when people would say that all right let me rephrase this entire thing I feel like if somebody was to say Diddy Kong Racing is a better game the majority of people would just like shun them instantly and be like what are you talking about like are you crazy and I don't think they should be shunned at all honestly i I think it's a very very strong argument as to why this game actually is better i don't like it more i love them both 
I don't like it more, but I I literally can't get myself to say that it's not better because it really might be in a lot of, you know, it just has so much more to it, even though, I don't know, the, the mechanics when it comes down to it, what makes a game, you know, like it is a racing game, the mechanics and the maps matter, but like all the other stuff makes a game, you know, like the movie is more than the plot, it's the setting, it's the actors and the characters and the, the writing and so they're both A pluses to me, you know. I and I think you I think you hit it right on the head there. I think the biggest disparity between the two camps of people who would like Mario Kart 64 versus Diddy Kong Racing, I think it comes down to do you prefer a more mechanically sound game or do you prefer an experience? I think is the best way to like put it because Mario Kart 64 has the tighter controls it has the more like uniform items it has the more uniform tracks even uh whereas diddy kong racing one thing that i think sets diddy kong racing apart just not even better or worse just different is the fact that this game does have boss races where Mm -hmm. you you're racing against you know one of five or six different bosses and let me tell you as a kid I used to get so tilted before the race even started because these damn bosses, before every single race, there's a countdown where TT says, get ready, go. These bosses start running on the get ready, and it always got me so angry every time. I'm like, they're cheating, even though the game is designed like to do that, but I'm like, why are these especially that damn octopus let me tell you oh i forgot about the octopus the oct listen bubbler the octopus is an absolute terrible terrible (laughs) boss fight because it is a hovercraft race caught the hovercraft probably has the weakest controls of all three vehicles and depending on the weight class of your character might have like the worst controls (laughs) being being a light racer in this game with the the hovercraft is really like it's really sensitive so like any slight touch and you're just like doing a 180 this octopus and then racing against Wizpig himself are two of the most like harrowing video game hurdles that i've ever cleared like to same, this day same same like i don't think i felt more proud of myself than when i defeated Wizpig. It, it it took me doing the other thing that sets diddy kong racing apart from mario kart 64 it took me using an unlockable character to Ooh. beat the game. Ooh. And Diddy Kong Racing featured two unlockable characters, which was really cool at the time. Like, you had uh, the TT, who's the stopwatch character. Like, he's kind of like this, like, he's literally just a stopwatch, and you don't even expect him to be, like, a character in the game, but you can unlock him by getting a certain score on the time trials for every uh, race. And the other character you can unlock is drumstick the rooster who is a kind of like a middle heavyweight class but he has a higher top speed than the other middle heavies so he's just like basically he's just like a better kart racer and the whiz pig race where he's running around the island and you just got to hit zipper 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 which is the little speed boost things like i needed drumstick's top speed to even just match with whiz pig and it was just when I beat him, I put the controller down and I was jumping for joy. It was <laughs> such a freaking ah! Oh, it was so good. I was so yeah, happy. I, it's funny because I can't remember 
the exact feeling that I had, but I know it, it, it had to have been pure celebration when I finally beat him, too, because I know the... I, like, trying to remember it now, like, game specifics, even knowing Bubbler was an octopus in the game, like, but once you say it, I remember all the, the, the heartache that that game gave me, I remember. that That's something that I look back on my video game, like, lifespan or career and I'm just so proud that game comes to mind where I'm just like I remember that game gave me hell but no matter what like I kept trying to beat it and then I finally did that's probably like nothing for some people we're literally like crying over it but like it was it was a big deal to me and I'm real happy still that I, I beat that game tough game it, especially like compared to a lot of like games that are geared towards kids this one was really pretty unrelenting Especially with uh, one part of its adventure mode, which was really, really unique, I think, for the time. The way adventure mode works, uh, there's there's five worlds, but they all follow the same pattern. The first round is you have to come in first place in each of the levels and then race the boss. And then once you do that, the boss challenges you to what's called the silver coin challenge. Where you have to come in first place in each race again in the world... But you also have to collect, I want to say it's like 8 or 10 silver coins that are just placed in random, kind of hard to get spots in the level. And it requires a little bit of precision driving to do this. Shout out Greenwood Village for, you know, aging me 30 years <laughs> with that silver coin challenge. Good lord. That was, it was so cool to have that in the game where you had like this extra challenge mode in order to just beat the game uh and then once once everything was said and done and you did beat everything there was an adventure 2 mode where the ai was a little bit better and all of the maps mirrored what <laughs> yeah once you beat adventure mode there's adventure 2 where all of the maps are mirrored and the ai is a little bit better oh i don't know if i ever beat that that you that's what? and you don't get golden balloons you get actually uh you get like platinum balloons did you beat that? I don't know that I've ever beaten Adventure 2. I've definitely beaten Adventure 1 a handful of times, but 2, I don't think I ever have. Wow, I gotta go back and check. I'm curious. I don't, that doesn't sound like, that, that That sounds like extra credit to me. You know what I mean? That doesn't seem like a necessity of beating the game, but I don't know. I don't, that doesn't sound, as long as you can beat Wizpig and the island becomes all happy again, I know I've done that. So if that's Adventure 1, yeah. Then, Okay, then yeah, I'd definitely be in that. I do want to say, everything that you said is just like, so what this game is, and the silver coin challenge was so, is so cool, but also just, you're right, for for a younger audience, it was like, you really have to, like, yeah, you could win the race, good job, you won, it's like, alright, now win the race, but we're literally, like, making you go out of your way, like, you have to do worse in the race to get these coins, like, you have to be that good of a racer to figure out how to maneuver those, like, hard, you know, to get places, or the, literally just putting you at a clear disadvantage, and you have to deal with it, and I really like that, in the, in, in the keys, there were hidden keys as well, this game was like a whole nother universe when I was a kid, even when I was, like, 20 or 21 playing it, I, you literally, like, feel this is just one of those games where you get lost in it like the 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 fear from Wizpig like the 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 he was a scary villain he was a tricer what was it was a triceratops that you're racing in the first world the boss the first what? world yeah you race against uh the triceratops named tricky 
tricky, tricky the Triceratops, and like that them just like talking to your character with their head bobbling around. I I was like, it was an uncomfortable feeling, but I still wanted to beat them. You know, I felt like it was such a damn good game. It was wow. the first video game that I ever heard voice acting in. Yeah, wow, I didn't even think about that. I think that might be why it like sticks in your brain so much because it's like. This is the first time a game has talked to me, and it's it's a freaking walrus going, Well done! Now collect my silver coins and face me again! <laughs> Tip of the hat for that. <laughs> and I'm, I don't want to correct you or anything, but you ever have you ever played Pac-Man? Yes. Because the voice acting in that, every time you eat something, it's like, wah, 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 so you, you know. Oh, damn, you're right. So it's the second game. Just had to throw that in there. All that for nothing. What a payoff. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a good impression of the walrus. My Pac-Man impression, I didn't, I didn't really prepare the ending of the joke. I just started saying that off the cuff, and now someone clipped the Pac-Man impression. <laughs> It'll find its way into the post-edit. Don't worry. <laughs> Please don't let it bury it. I mean, this. so this game, another thing, and you brought it up, was the soundtrack. And one of the cool things about this is outside of, I want to say, like, three racetracks, every single track has a unique song. I believe there's something like 40-something songs in the game, which is just absolutely wild. It's a lot. It's a lot of music. I mean, David Wise was the composer. He is famous for the Donkey Kong Country franchise and just a lot of rare games in general. This was just another just home run from David Wise where he just... I'm just going to say, the man was on fire. Oh, sure I was. mean, still is. Still is. Like, he did work on uh, Ukulele and uh, Ukulele, wow. the uh, Impossible Lair. And even that music, if you go back and look, listen to it, it's like really really solid tip of the hat to him that's very impressive and yeah the donkey kong all that music donkey kong country and stuff donkey kong country 2 like some of those songs my friend when we're hanging out he'll just like put that on you know and it's just like all right yeah i'm in that guy's responsible for sticker bush symphony from donkey kong country 2 which in my opinion like a top three video game song of all time aquatic ambience from Donkey Kong Country 1. Maybe even better. It's the it's the greatest water level song of all time. Definitely could be. In my opinion. Yeah, well, yeah, he really has done some good stuff. Just tip of the hat to that man. A wise man. Ah. <laughs> I knew where the ending of that was going real quick. Tell him about the secret keys. Okay, so... But not, shh, not too loud. Keep it under wraps. Don't tell anybody, but... There are four secret keys that you can find in this game. There's one in each of the four first worlds of the game. And they are just a giant golden key that is hidden way out of the way in one of four levels. And when you find it, luckily you don't have to finish the race. You can literally get the key and then exit out of the race. Thank God, because it, they really make you work for these keys. The, the drawbridge one, are you kidding me? That's the first one that comes to mind. Yeah, that one's so annoying. Uh, it's such a such a pain. But when you find this key, you unlock a uh, a battle mode for that world. And there's four battle modes in the game. Two of which are kind of like a last man standing. Think traditional like Mario Kart battle mode where 
you have you essentially have five hits that you can take before you lose uh, and you get to play with all the items and you're in an open arena and you get to shoot each other there's also a a capture the flag kind of mode where you basically have to collect the most bananas and bananas are basically the the in-game version of like a coin you can collect them while you race and they boost your top speed by a little bit as you collect them just like coins do and then the last one is this uh weird like egg hatching mini game where you gotta fly around a volcano and hatch dinosaur eggs it's kind of cool they're they're not necessarily deep i think the two uh like deathmatch maps are definitely the cream of the crop with those mini games. There were just another thing in adventure mode that you could unlock that Rare didn't have to go this hard, but here they are. Wow, what a nostalgic feeling doing the volcano, the flying the airplanes, getting the eggs back to your nest and people could steal them. And so I liked that. I thought that was like Mario Party esque, like a, an extended Mario Party mini game, but like I thought it was great. The battle, it just, you're right, just another thing that they put in there that I had to it had to be talked about because that's just like so cool too and i do want to say this i think it's it's so hard to talk about this game without comparing it to mario kart but just we picked this game not to compare it to mario kart but even though it's inevitable but because standalone like just at face value diddy kong racing it really is a, a great game a fantastic game there's still like more that we're not talking about do you remember putting in secret codes no so there's a menu like right at the start of the game you can go to the options and there's a menu where you can put in codes Hmm. and they had some classic codes where all players were oversized or all players were mini they could they had codes where you could make all of the balloons a specific color. There was a code you could put in where it would just give you the maximum upgrade for each balloon when you hit it. For example, the blue balloons are a booster balloon. You would get the maximum boost if you hit one balloon instead of having to hit three. Wow, that's cool. They were smart about it too because they, whenever you put in a code, they're automatically disabled in adventure mode, but you could use them in like just the regular multiplayer mode. Hmm. They were, they like thought ahead with the codes. They're like, yes, you can have fun with cheats, but no, you can't use them to beat the game. Wow. Yeah, just well done. Yeah, for a game that's that difficult, I would find it hard to believe they would let you cheat your way through it. I'm happy you can't do that. There were just some like really good codes. Let me see if there was like any other good ones here. I didn't even know about that. That's insane. Yeah, this is just a, it's more than just a, a, a racing game. There's a, it is really an adventure. There is a way where you can have multiple racers use the same character, which was pretty good because a lot of people fought over Diddy Kong. Really? Yeah, yeah. Did I forget? I think I used the tiger. Rawr. Yeah. Timba. Rawr. <laughs> how, how funny is it, though? So the game is called Diddy Kong Racing, but Diddy Kong has exactly 0% to do with the story. The game takes place on Timber's Island. Wizpig comes into town because Timber's parents are on vacation. The whole story is Timber trying to save his island from Wizpig. This game is called Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> it's so silly. So silly. I don't even remember. Where, where is that story? Is that even mentioned in the game at all? It's, the, <laughs> the story's manual? very loosely told. It's mostly in the manual. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Most of the time, I, you know, you're in the back of the truck in Ruby and Sapphire, and you get out, and you're in your new home, you know, or whatever. But, like, I don't remember, like, 
Timber's parents being like, alright, son, while we're gone, try to, you know, stay out of trouble. And, you know, he's just like, alright, you know, we're going to the Bahamas. And then they fly away, and then the pig comes, he's like, oh, shit, come on, they told me to do one thing. And he's like, ooh, my island now, I'm a piggy. And he's just like, alright, gotta call my boys in that little yellow mouse. I forgot all their names, honestly, except like, oh, Pipsy. Dipsy? Pipsy. Pipsy? Yeah. Gladys Knight and the Pipsies. Yes. They're they're just like, all right, how are we going to stop this pig? We're in a race. I have to win. I think they went a little more in-depth with the story with the uh, Nintendo DS remake that came out a few years later. By the way, there was a Nintendo DS remake, and it was not as good. The controls were a little bit different. The boost at the beginning wasn't timing-based. There were... They really wanted people to use the touchscreen. In order to maximize boost for the car, you had to like rotate the tire. For the plane, you had to spin a propeller. And then for the hovercraft, you had to actually blow into the microphone to achieve oh. your start-off boost. And that's just so annoying. All that is insanely annoying. And it seems like we, we didn't talk about the, the remake at all when we were talking about what we were going to do for the episode. But I remember playing it once and being like, what is this? Like, this is so much worse. Like, one, I didn't know it was a remake, so I was very disappointed. And then I was like, and even as a remake, it's just, like, not as good. So I'm happy you you said all that because I'm like, oh, yeah, it would have been. What if you're like, oh, yeah, they made a remake. It was just as good as the first one. It was great to play it on the DS. I would have been like, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Yeah, if... If it's your first experience and you're playing it on the DS instead of the Nintendo 64, I can totally understand where people are turned off from it, especially since Diddy Kong Racing for the Nintendo DS is just an absolutely inferior product to Mario Kart DS. I was thinking that. I was thinking that. Mario Kart DS is honestly is like one of the best Mario Kart games that's ever come out. Diddy Kong Racing can't hold a candle to it. The love for this game is pretty focused on the the Nintendo 64 version. The DS version didn't even get full licensing for all of the soundtrack, if I remember correctly, so some of the songs weren't even in the game. Little Davey got got ripped off? Little Davey got ripped off. Or something like that? Wow, that was his name, right? David Wise? David Wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, good, good, good. Tip of the hat. Can't forget the names of the people that were tipping the hat to. (laughs) (laughs) No, we cannot. Tony, what's your favorite level in the game? I, I, You know, when I think about the game... If I went through and looked through every track, there are a lot of good tracks. The the ones that come to mind are the Snowy Village, one of those, even though that's like a whole world, I believe. But there's one particular one where you're like in a town. Frosty Village, yeah. Frosty, yeah, Frosty Village. <laughs> Frosty Village. <laughs> the snowy one in the village in the town yeah that one's straight great. up a christmas level yeah it's so nice like that one was good i think I, the first level is very nostalgic and then i think there's i forget if it's the second level or the first level in like the second world but you're like going over bridges and uh it's easy to get messed up pretty hard on on that level i think that one's uh jungle falls wow, where you could you fall are... you could fall under the bridge and yeah. there's like some water hazards yeah wow Wow, yeah, you just know. Ask me anything about Mario Kart right now, just just so I feel better about the games that we talk about. Uh, what's the third level in the Special Cup? Oh, uh, I don't know. Wait, the, <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> in the Special Cup. In Mario Cup, Kart 64. Well, yeah, Special Cup's only in 64, and that would be, uh, 
Banshee Boardwalk. I actually am not sure if that's correct or not, but it sounds right. Yeah, it's it DK's sound- Jungle Parkway and then uh, Yoshi Valley, Banshee Boardwalk, then- Rainbow Road, baby. Come on Nailed now. It. Nailed it. Come on. I can't let, can't let my fans down, man. Y'all out there. I think my favorite level... Uh, I have two. My favorite level in the main, like the first four worlds, is probably Hot Top Volcano. I just, <sighs> I always volcano. get in the zone. Hot Top Volcano. <laughs> I always get in the freaking zone whenever like that music comes on. It's like this, like there's like a little like xylophone going on, and <laughs> there's like a nice little like just vibe that's different than rest of the game. And I, I love the music from Crescent Island. That's probably oh, my favorite song in the game. Oh, oh, yeah. It's so good. But then I love uh, Dark Moon Caverns as well. That that level's really cool. It takes place in outer space, and it's just a jam and a bop. <laughs> like, the, the music is so good. Dude, give me... Let me hear you sing Cry Me a River by Justin Timberlake <laughs> in the key of the luigi impression that you did not the key but with, with the the voice of you know what hey you do. cry me a river baby <laughs> let's see Thank them you. tears are rolling i just won free cannoli from pete francesca's cannoli emporium i gotta go broken <laughs> broken man oh my god how did you find a way to work that in there <laughs> all i could think about was just like coming in through the laughter and being like even he's getting the prank calls from this place <laughs> like that is taking it so deep if anyone knew what we were talking about just like pre-phone call hijinks you call i'm like who is this you give me some spiel and it literally is just like pete carvuccio's cannolis that i won like a lifetime membership or like free cannolis and i'm like this is a prank call and you just work them back in there again wow if this I'm is literally all gets crying. Cut out. <laughs> yeah, I don't. If this gets cut out or not, it's worth saying. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> I, listen, if Luigi never came up, this never would have happened. <laughs> no, I get none of the credit. <laughs> no. So, Tony, oh, do you have any other thoughts on uh, on Diddy Kong Racing? We've said so much good about it. It's uh. I don't think there's anything else I need to say. I think we, we, you know, I can't say enough good about it. Um, It's not perfect, but it is definitely, if nothing else, it's an experience. And a damn good one. I have very fond memories of this game. If you have a Nintendo 64, I'd say it's definitely worth trying to seek out a copy. Otherwise, since the console's basically dead as it is, put on your little pirate hat download a little thing called project 64 and uh maybe get a little get a little frisky and find some diddy kong racing roms on the internet that's stealing uh that is stealing bill i've already gone on the record saying that i am a thief so this is old news for me oh why didn't you oh all right then all right next go steal a game kids you wouldn't download a car would you if i could then yeah, obviously I probably would. Imagine if you had a 3D printer big enough you could download a car. 
in today's world, huh? I'll tell you this. I don't even have a 2D printer, so. <laughs> it's the same, actually. <laughs> Not at all. Hey, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the podcast gets a little funny. <laughs> a little giggly. <laughs> a little giggly. You know, tip of the hat to us having a good time. Hell yeah. Good tip of the hat. <laughs> Absolutely. I got another tip of the hat, by the way. This one's not necessarily video game related, but it's something that I experienced this week that I think was really fun. Uh, I went ocean kayaking. We went through, like, different, like, caves and stuff, and it was a freaking blast. Like, if you live near any shoreline and have the opportunity to go to ocean kayaking, I highly recommend it. It is it is a dang old jammeroni. That sounds like a lot of fun, but to 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 me, that sounds a little scary. You know what? I was a little intimidated going in because I hear the phrase ocean kayaking and going through caves, and I'm like, what if there's a big wave and it knocks me out of the kayak, and what if a shark eats me or something? But once I got out onto the water, I was like, oh, this is fine. And then the kid that was kayaking next to me like kept picking seaweed out of the water and eating it, and I was <laughs> real confused. <laughs> But, like, you, we, you... he made the trip super memorable because, like, <laughs> you know, we got Seaweed Boy over here literally in between caves, like, just picking out seaweed from the water, just nibbling on it like snack time. I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> How old was this kid? Probably 25. <laughs> yeah, you can eat it. Yeah, it's good. Come here, get some. That's what? literally what he was saying. He's like, oh, man. You know, <laughs> He's like, it tastes so much better fresh out of the ocean than at a store dehydrated. I'm like, bro, you're literally just picking out seaweed from the water and munching on it like you're a freaking sea otter or something. Relax. (laughs) I'm just trying to experience caves here, and you're giving me the whole vegetation process. Now, I gotta ask, did you bring up this entire story just to mention the part about that kid? (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yeah, absolutely. This is all about seaweed, boy. The, the real tip of the hat. Tip of the hat to Seaweed Boy for really just making it memorable. <laughs> yeah, but Seaweed Boy, sounds... I'm not going to lie. Seaweed Boy is the kind of person who would pronounce melee mealy. And gotcha, gotcha. It, you know, you, you, you have to take that at face value. Now, are we scaring off the seaweed men out here? You know, if I, if, if I want to know personally, because I'm not trying to make fun of people that call it mealy, even though... You're clearly wrong. It's not pronounced that way, and when something is stated as a fact, it should be observed as such, I think. But then again, all anarchy all the time from everybody, right? No one can follow any rules out here, apparently. Just kidding. Um, We follow some of them, I think. And um, uh, clearly not stealing. This show doesn't care about that. I didn't know until a couple minutes ago, and now... (laughs) And now we're making fun of people that can't pronounce stuff right. I feel like I'm somehow digging my... I'm literally trying to get us out of these holes, and I feel like I'm digging myself into deeper (laughs) ones somehow um, by making this somewhat political, and I care very little about politics. Um, With all that being said, I hope you're all enjoying the podcast so far, no matter how you pronounce things. And also for the record... I don't dislike seaweed. Like, I love sushi, and I'll eat seaweed that's wrapped around sushi all the time. I think it's a little weird to be on an ocean kayaking excursion and to 
be going around showing people how much you can put away while you're on your kayak. You're like, look at me, I'm a, a sea rabbit just ripping through vegetation. An otter? No, just otters don't do otters don't even live in the ocean, do they? They do actually. Little otters do. They can ha- hang out there. Oh my gosh, the West Coast otters—they're like three, four feet long. They're big that, boys. They're like dogs. That sounds like a basketball team name. It's like the what you call the West Coast otters. We're the West Coast Sea Otters, <laughs> and it is absolutely either a basketball team or like a minor league baseball team. Oh, single A for sure. Yeah, single A baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but wow, yeah, three, four feet, that's, I wouldn't want to pet one of them. I, I think I would, but I think I'd be scared they'd bite my finger off or something. It, if it was like Avatar and you could ride them, you know, if it was something like that, where it's like, oh, these are our boys, like, we're pure-hearted and we don't steal anything and they trust us to let, you know, us ride them, then it's something, but if it's just like, that's hey, can I ride yeah. you, and they just start, <laughs> then I'm, you know, I assume that's... <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. So, any tips of the hat from you, Tone? Dude, I watched a movie called Bohemian Rhapsody last week, and it was really good. And when I was younger, I listened to a song by Queen called Bohemian Rhapsody, and I thought, for years to come, even up until, I don't know, now, even, that's probably the greatest song ever written that's what i thought and i was like oh yeah they made this movie i should see it one day and then i don't and then i was like oh i here's the thing and this might turn into a wag of the finger real quick you know how (laughs) quick i am to turn on everyone but i always get recommendations or i hear from other people um from other people from other people that like Oh yeah, this movie was so good. Oh man, that movie was so good. You gotta see it. Excellent movie. And then I watch it in like 90... The number is staggeringly high. It has to be like 95% at least. 95% are just not good. I'm just like, what are you talking about? And my expectations for movies... This is not a movie podcast, mind you. But... Are, it's very high. Like, I, when I watch a movie, I always want to be blown away. I want to see something I've never seen before. And uh, I guess maybe it's a little contradicting where this circle is going to end up when we get back to this. Because it's not like a mind-blowing movie, Bohemian Rhapsody. But I always expect really good stuff. I always get let down. This is one of those movies people said it was really good. I actually thought it would be pretty good. And I was not disappointed. I thought there was a lot of good with it um i liked the acting a whole lot i liked a lot of the shots i thought the story was well done they said what they had to say they didn't make it absurdly long the music was great the story was good i liked it a lot good movie if you want to watch a movie about uh someone you know leading a very interesting life as a lead uh you know lead singer of a very popular band that's having internal feelings and things that he's trying to figure out and just seeing the way uh, a life like that progresses and good movie it's good flick it's a really good movie uh, i would say my favorite scene in that movie is the the live aid concert at the end where it's just like 15 minutes of just them playing music and hey, i saw the movie oh. hey oh, oh. <laughs> but yes uh no 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 uh I saw it in a uh, in a movie theater, so it 
like and it was like the IMAX, so you actually felt like it was a uh, like you were there at the concert. Like it was really really cool feeling. Like I was like, oh my god, like I I feel like I'm here. That's cool as hell. That's a good recommend, a uh, good tip of the hat, dude. I got a wag Thank of the you. finger. <laughs> oh yeah. We still haven't heard boo from Team Cherry regarding the sequel to Hollow Knight, Silk Song, and I'm getting a little nervous at this time because. I don't think we've gotten an update for this game in about a year, and Hollow Knight is one of my favorite games. It is just an absolute good time, and they announced a sequel where you play as one of the characters from Hollow Knight called Silk Song, and we're not there yet. And I'm hoping I'm hoping the game does eventually come to fruition because the the first game was just such a good game that the world deserves it. Yeah, I loved Hollow Knight. I loved it, but I kept like. <laughs> It's hard and it's confusing, and that made me put it down after a while. Um, I got a little lost, and uh, but I want—I really—I wanted it to be like one of my favorite games ever. Um, I was like, "Wow, this game looks so cool!" Like, and then you—you know—just from like the cover, you know, the character's cool, and you put it in, and the vibe, and the colors, like everything is just real sick. I liked it a lot, but I just, like, kept getting frustrated, like, and then I was, I think I just put it down one day, and I was, like, even after you learn how to beat the bosses and stuff, you're just like, alright, that was annoying, or just difficult, you know, enemies, at some point, I'm just like, alright, I'm getting better at the game, but I'm still confused as to where to go, and uh, I'm good, <laughs> that was it. Uh, I don't know if you're guilty of this, but sometimes I do this too, where you'll be playing a game but then like maybe like another game comes out so you're like let me put this down i'll pick it up like in a couple of weeks when i'm getting this other game out of my system but it's so hard to come back to a game like hollow knight because it is just a maze oh impossible that's a hundred percent one of those games any wags of the finger yeah i got i got i could always wag a little bit you know me basically when i'm looking up I don't know if this ever happens to you now, but when I'm looking up news, or really anything video game related, all these websites, GamesRadar, IGN, GameSpot, Game Informer, all these websites have so many ads in, in so many things that like pop up when you're trying to navigate through the website, and it is impossible. It the makes only- the mobile experience absolutely impossible impossible it's just like the cookie thing like what do you need from me you know what i mean just like let me use your site like a website whatever you need just like stop like what what are these laws that are coming in now where it's like yeah i gotta accept it otherwise i'm scrolling through the site and there's my screen is half covered the rest of it's dim but i can still see all the content on it anyway even though it's very hard for me to like try to pick it up like (laughs) just turning up the brightness yeah like i i just i don't get it it's in just so many ads and i understand they depend on the ads but like an ad on the side of the screen that's fine like an ad that's popping up while i'm in the like halfway through a paragraph and i already scrolled down from an, a video that's like auto muted but running when i open the page and then in between every like paragraph there's another ad and like dude it's what, too much too much man like we understand you need your money but like you're making it a, a very difficult experience for the the people that are trying to learn, you know. And I, I'm always wagging the finger to the people that 
you go on a YouTube channel and like they're just they you have like a 15 minute video and the first two or three minutes is just like about nothing you know about like oh yeah come to my audible come to my nord vpn yeah just like yeah yeah use this promo code help me out don't forget to subscribe all right now let's jump into it and you're like it's been like three minutes and 15 seconds let's jump into it i want to hit like click the thumbnail and i just like learn within 10 seconds what i want to know you know absolutely that being said the sponsor of today's episode (laughs) is nobody we don't have a sponsor come on we uh, I was curious what you were going to say. I was like, no one's yeah, no. giving us a, a, a pot to pee-pee in. Yeah, we do, we, we're not we're not sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends yet, or, or Raycon Earbuds. <laughs> Are you just on a website looking at... No, no, or I'm just thinking of, like, things that I've seen, like, in, like, other YouTube and podcasts, just, like, uh... who are some of, like, the common sponsors that you see. Used to be MeUndies. That was one of the big ones a couple years back. Oh, that's funny. That went right over my head. Not the undies, the joke. <laughs> it's because undies don't. go on your bum. They don't go on your head, boy. <laughs> Give me another chance at the Pac-Man impression. Here we go. Three, two, one. How was that? Oh, that's like an A+, I would say. A+. plus. You sounded you, just like her. You mean that? That's pretty good. Thank you. Well, all right. Hey, Tony, what games have you been playing this week? Dude, last week we talked about... How do I want to say this? We talk about games on this podcast, you know? And sometimes other games get brought up, like we're obviously talking about like 15 or 20 different games just in a Diddy Kong Racing episode. But I had a little itch after we talked about the... What was it? The news of the week? Maybe some tips of the hat of downloadable content so for mario golf super rush they introduced like a you know ranked mode online which i wanted from the get i really wanted that so i was pretty let down and i put the game down fairly quickly because of that and then i was playing it and i was like oh cool and it's ranked in the sense of you can never lose points by doing badly no matter how badly you do i think you always still (laughs) gain points so it's not like really ranked but it's cool enough to play online and and get something get rewarded for better play than your opponent and uh so i found myself playing that and i also found two other games actually a lot of games this week and i'm sorry to be babbling so much um mario kart 8 deluxe we talked about on last week's episode about the unlockables i think or at some point you and i talked about yeah, it. And yeah, was, yeah yeah and i was like man i want i want that stuff so that was actually a good pac-man impression i want i want um <laughs> comes full circle that's crazy i ended up I don't like the mirror cups that much. Adventure 2, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I don't like mirror stuff that much, so I guess I just didn't complete, like, all the mirrored cups. So I had, like, 10 out of the 12, um, like, sets of 4 to just run through. But what yeah. I'm doing to get, I think it's, like, the golden cart, but or the golden wheels, or one of the things. But uh, You need at least a star in every single cup to get... Uh, the golden cart. All right, that's what I was trying to do. But when I play, I have to three star it. I can't let a of Mario course. Kart set, yeah, be you know. And I was I was having a very clean run early on. I was just like, all right, the only course that I didn't get first on was like I started on. I don't know. I probably went like twelve races or sixteen races without like not with, with always getting first. And then I got to yeah. Baby Park, which is like the first. <laughs> course luckily in 
I got hit by like a thousand things and I also raced pretty badly and um yeah my my lines could have been way tighter and and then after that I was like all right no problem like one out you know redid it one out and then I just started like the tiktok clock like set of four oh that just like destroyed me I would lose on like I think I lost on the N64 Rainbow Road, had to start all over, lost on, like, the third one, um, it, it was, that was a big pain in the butt, but we got there, I've been playing that, um, and doing that, I got 5,000 coins, and I unlocked, like, the gold wheels or something, and I also played one of my favorite games of all time, even though I don't have it on my rank list, but I have to include it, friends came over, we played, Brrr! Castle Crashers. That game. Oh my god! Yes. References, right? Yeah, bring that game up. Oh my gosh. I remember. Oh, I put a lot of time into that game. Yo. <laughs> that was oh the my game. God. Tyler and I used to play that on Xbox Live all the time. Me too with Chris. Parallel Lives, man. Yeah, even like Chow Garden <laughs> references Oof. from like episode four. All right, so this is going to sound silly. Yeah, what have you been playing, Bill? These are the games that I've been playing. So I've been playing this game called uh, Mario Golf Super Rush, and they have this new online ranked mode. Mm -hmm. And when you play it, if you reach a certain rank, you can unlock Yoshi skins. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got those. Now, I'm currently still at like a I'm at like a B minus rank. I I played like five or six matches and then I was like, alright, that's enough for one day. You got until the end of the month to get the Yoshis, so I'm like, alright, I got time. I got time. So I I was playing that a little bit, and then I was playing this game. It's a classic. It's called Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And <laughs> I realized that I didn't have the golden tires. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. And you get you the, didn't golden have the golden tires. The golden tires you get by beating the the time trial ghost on 150cc yeah i still gotta do that and so i went through and i played through all 36 tracks or however many tracks it is uh and i beat the ghost honestly tony if you're like half decent at the game you should have no problem beating the ghosts i think i only struggled with like two ghosts weirdly enough the legend of zelda level was tricky took me a couple tries hmm but otherwise, like, they're pretty straightforward. Some ghosts you, like, absolutely just smoke, and some of them are just, they try to smoke you. And then I was playing last night, my uh, my buddy Bubba, also known as Bubba1722 on the internet, formerly Tennis Bubba 13 Friend of the week. Friend of the week! <laughs> Friend of the week it's came over, and uh, we were playing some Mario Party 2. Ooh. And, of course, we played in Space World. Because Ooh. Because when you're playing the game, you gotta go to Space World. It's the best map in two, I think. It's up there. It's up there. Top five. I was Luigi. It's definitely a top five board. I was Luigi. He was Yoshi. And then our we had two computers. We played against Wario and we played against Donkey Kong. The CPU characters rolled the most incredible game possible. Oh like, yeah, they rolled better. I, I bet. I bet. Oh no no no! The, the story has a happy ending. Don't you worry. So, Wario ended up with three stars at the end. Donkey Kong had one star. I had one star, but with 150 coins. Just And the one star I did get was from stealing a star with Boo from Donkey Kong. And I ended up winning at the very end because I got the bonus and coin star. And then Bubba ended up getting the happening star. So, I tied Wario on stars, but I had 120 more coins than him. Mm. I was. We were able to defeat the computers, but it was it was a little spicy for a minute there. We we're like, we're about to lose to two normal 
CPUs. If Yoshi doesn't win, it's not a happy ending. I mean, Yoshi came in third place, I think. That's awful. Yoshi had fun, and that's what matters most. Fun? 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 <laughs> what? Are you trying to Have say it ain't played... fun unless you're winning? Have you ever played Diddy Kong Racing, my friend? Yeah, remember uh, that time when you beat it and then you jumped up in the air? <laughs> that What you told us about like an hour ago in this? Yeah, that's, that's fun. That feeling... That's fun. <laughs> Talk to Bill Belichick. He'll tell you. Just oh, kidding. He, no, it's, he knows it's what's the fun. Journey. It's, it's the it's the it's journey. It's the W at the end. That's it. It's the only the thing that matters. It's the it's the, yeah. It's the W really. No, it's both. You you know you want to win, but you love the game that you want to win. Right? Am I right? That's it. Yeah, you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. Thank you. Oh, what other recommendations do you have for this week? I got nothing for you. I messed up my notes, and I put uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody thing as a recommendation and a tip of the hat, even though I already tipped my hat a few times prior. So, yeah, that's my recommendation is that movie. And another movie. Uh, oh, backdoor exit right here. Another movie that I've been wanting to tell you guys about, if you haven't seen it, called Parasite. Um, oh, Parasite's a great flick. Isn't uh, it Korean, good? The uh, Korean drama, yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Came out, what, like two years ago? Yeah, it's pretty new. It's pretty new. I, I heard stuff about it. And, yeah, it's funny. I said 95%, but these are two movies that uh, that Certified people... bangers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Certified bangers. My recommendation this week, if you got a Nintendo Switch, get Mario Golf Super Rush. It's that simple. It's a good game. Honestly, ever since that update, now that they have a ranked mode and there's basically gonna be like a, a some sort of character prize at the end of each ranked mode it's worth it i'd say go get it have fun with it it's worth the 60 dollars now uh before i would say it's probably more of a 40 dollar game but i'd say this one's worth it now that's about it for the show today this week guys thank you all of course for listening again you guys totally make it worth it for us if you're on apple Please give us five stars and leave a comment if you can. It would be much appreciated. Tony, thank you for being just one of the most beautiful co-hosts someone could ask for. Stop. Come on. Thank you. And it's so reciprocated. You're a beautiful man and a, a, a beautiful partner to have on a, on a podcast. And I'm happy to do this with you. And I'm happy that um, we've had some, some listeners... Um, some good numbers you know uh, it's just very nice to hear that you know that people are enjoying this and they're the fact that they're enjoying what we're enjoying doing it's just like i don't know it's just all around good vibes and that's really all i aim for all the time you know i just want a good vibe generally so it's nice to know that people are sharing in that and thank you for spending your time with us so if you want to see more of us on social media, you can find myself at Bill the Fajita on Twitter and Twitch. You can find Tony at the Poker Rapper on Instagram. You can follow the show on Twitter right now at Games of Our Pod. We're also on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram as well, all uh, at Games of Our Pod. So feel free to check us out, drop us a like, a follow, and it's one of the best ways to communicate with us. So we can't wait to talk to you guys again next week. And thanks again for listening. 
Damn, thank you so much, and to clear up any confusion that anybody may be having, we do in fact have a little pod, and there are games inside of it, hence the name Games of Our Pod, so yep, that's where you gotta go for some of the sites, thanks so much, stay up.